Welcome back to the Adelaide Connected podcast. This is episode four. I am Peter St. Clair and I'm here with Jared Walsh. And we have had a really interesting conversation today, haven't we? It was really in-depth and it's right in my hitting zone because uh, we speak to someone whose profession is in the media where uh, not just, I mean, it sounds disrespectful to say just in the media. This is a big time play in the media with a global brand as well. Um, Talk about your relationship, how you actually got to know Rachel. Rachel Cotton has recently moved here. She is an arrow. Her husband is a boomerang. So moved here recently and is, is really trying to adjust here to the different lifestyle that she's experienced compared to being in Sydney. The the real talk in this, like you could hear it in her voice, and I love it because um, my wife uh, is from Sydney and she moved to South Australia, and I could kind of almost hear my wife talking a fair bit when Rachel was talking as well because there are obvious challenges when you move to a different state. For myself, who is an arrow boomerang, arrow, or I'm all of them together, of them. but moving from um, Hobart to South Australia. I felt that South Australia was quite fast-paced because I'm going from Tasmania. Moving from Sydney to South Australia is going to provide challenges. Um, and she's pretty honest about them, which I, I think is really refreshing because that's what the purpose of this conversation is about, to be honest. But she's doing great things, as is her husband. Yeah, she is. And he is too. But um, I think it's really good how Rachel goes into uh, the depth of, of, of really trying to juggle it all got a young family, you know, husband in the hospitality industry, and she's really trying to make her mark here in South Australia. I also like that at the very end, we find out that her husband owns my local cafe. How good's that? It took 25 minutes of having a conversation to go, what? That's amazing. So stay to the end because uh, we will recommend you a great place to go and have breakfast or brunch, especially in the peninsula area of South Australia. And finally, Peter, you talk about your ideal South Australian day in this episode. I know, and it's a great day. And I also think that in some of the upcoming episodes, we should have wine because we talk about it a lot. We do. Wine. We should, we should do a podcast sitting on the beach. I think that's great. We just need to find a power supply for this recording equipment. Uh, Let's have a chat to Rachel Cotton. It's a really good episode as we get into episode four of the Adelaide Connected podcast. How are you, Rachel? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. I'm here too. going well. No, it is going well. We are, we're into episode four of the Adelaide Connected podcast and uh, Peter's told me a lot about you which is great um, because we, I guess, professionally have come from similar industries, which uh, it excites me to, to talk about the media, where it sits, but also what brought you to South Australia. Because we talk about boomerangs, people that have left South Australia and come back, and arrows, people who have decided to make their way to South Australia for the first time, and you are in a dynamic of both. So you are in a boomerang arrow relationship. Please talk us through this and your professional journey. I have not been, that's the first time I've heard it, been a, I'm in boomerang arrow relationship and that is actually true. Um, I, my husband, um, born and bred in South Australia, um, left during his 20s um, for Sydney to um, go and chase the big, um, the big city. Um, that's where we met and I've been, um, he brought me back to South Australia um, with him and it was quite an interesting conversation about why would I, why was me moving to South Australia a great idea? What would I get out of it? Um, what would it? What would our life look like here? Um, and it's been quite quite the adventure getting started. 
It hasn't been all smooth sailing, um, but there's definitely been so many highlights and amazing things that have been able to happen while we're here. Um, the media industry is definitely different from coming from um, Sydney, where the media industry is huge, um, but there is such a thriving um, media um, you know, coming together here in Adelaide. Um, can you talk us through, for the people that don't know too much about your professional resume, uh, where that sits at the moment and what have you done previously? Uh, sure. So um, at the moment, I'm the general manager of the commercial team in South Australia for News Corp. So News Corp actually is one of South Australia's biggest businesses. It started here and has since um, expanded around Australia and around the globe, um, dominating within the UK and US markets. Uh, in Sydney, I worked for News Corp. And so that was, um, I was very grateful that they were able to transfer me over to the Adelaide market. Uh, prior to working in news, I worked in different media, indus- different parts of media. So what we call from News Corp is the publisher side and in South Australia, um, well known most for the advertiser. Um, but it does accumulate a lot of other brands within there. Um, and that could be including of the Australian, um, the Daily Telegraph, Delicious, Escape, Vogue, GQ. Uh, there is quite a collection around Australia. Um, and so the move in between the two places was quite a different experience where Sydney had, you know, a lot of focus around a lot more brands and South Australia um, had a real big focus on the advertiser and hence its strength. Um, My background, though, was working in agency. So prior to um, coming into News Corp, I worked in a media agency and media agencies are the conduit between the clients who have the money and they need to grow their business and they need to get um, the professional um, support on how to do that. And working on the media agency was some of the best um, times of my life. Um, in Sydney, I was grateful to work in what was then a startup media agency that then took on the globe. And it was an amazing experience, but awfully, awfully exhausting. Um, and I, I enjoyed it and I loved it, um, but I, I did have to take time out to say, um, just stop for a little while to reassess and look at um, what to do next and went into another publisher um, after that, which was called Vivo. We represented um, in Australia at that point. Um, and then they also worked in radio and then moved over to News Corp. So media has been from a from that perspective for um, uh, maybe seventeen or so years now. Um, prior to working in media, though, I was in events. They were awfully fun, except they were nights and weekends, which wasn't so good when you're in your twenties and you realise everyone else is going out nights and weekends. And prior to that, I worked in actually HR and working with people. And my love of people and working within teams has, I think, started from that first, very first role. It's a pretty big resume. So, Rachel, I feel like you still um, have a really big emphasis on the HR side of the business as well because you do manage a team here in Adelaide and I guess from what you're trying to say as well, there has been a bit of a shift in terms of, you know, the the, the pace that you worked at in Sydney versus what you're doing here in Adelaide. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I'm very grateful that I am looking after the team here. Uh, there's a team of 16 of us um, and they're absolute legends. Uh, I'm very grateful uh, you know, I love being in a leadership position. I love um, seeing um, people's careers develop. I love seeing, um, you know, people learning. The thing about media, um, for those who have had the joy of working near it or in it, is it evolves really quickly. 
So keeping your team moving and evolving with the technology, um, the way that marketing has worked from once upon a time being very, um, very broad to an obsession with performance and really working through how that goes. Uh, the team dynamic um, has been, um, you know, we're all, with, you know, they're getting used to me and they're, I'm getting used to them. But there's a lot of, you know, I think an absolute world of them and um, really working hard to bring it to for us to all keep going. And we've had such a fantastic come out of an amazing financial year last year, um, which, you know, had taken, you know, that hadn't happened for, you know, quite a long time. And the team really pulled together to work focusedly um, to deliver that, which was amazing. I wanted to talk about the South Australian person and using a uh, media lens over this. So I worked in radio for almost 20 years and the way that um, radio listenership is measured is by physical books. So, Peter, I don't know if you're fully across this, but what will happen is eight times a year ratings come out and – Physical diaries will be taken to people's front doors with a knock on the door. Do you have time to fill out this ratings book? And you have to tick in 15-minute increments the station that you are listening to at a particular time of the day. Every station has lived by this basically since day dot. Wow. So that there determines the number one rating show according to this system, which then in turn um, the radio sales executives – um, will go to potential clients and say, here are the figures, this is why you should spend your dollars with us. Traditionally, this has always worked for older skewed radio stations in South Australia. So your Mix 1023s always traditionally done really well. Um, ABC 5AA, older audience, where there's been a battle between the younger focused demographics. I feel that we as a state are getting younger when it comes to um, – listener habits and consumer and the reason I'm, I'm saying this is because that's changing now so moving into next year it's going to have more of a focus on digital and um, consuming via apps and things like that so I think it's really going to shake up the landscape the reason why I wanted to raise that is talking to you about your research into the, the South Australian people because through your work we all consume media differently now than we used to you talk about the advertiser but now it's we have real-time news and we have real-time information on our phones, on our tablets, where anybody can access it. So you mentioned being agile and evolving. You have to continually make sure you do that to connect with the South Australian people, right? You absolutely do. And um, you're right. The measurement of um, how we um, you know, m- measure media is in some ways you, you kind of can't believe it. But it is the same happening not just around Australia but around the globe. Radio has taken on twenty percent now online surveys, but it is still you know, and it's a you know the system from TV and system from out of home and other places. Um, it is a it's an interesting um, way of working, I guess. From my point of view, one of the biggest um, challenges that I have faced in South Australia has been I've been perceived as a print business or a print only business, and just and just the advertiser. Now, the advertiser is an absolute rocket ship like it is huge and the audience it commands is 1.7 million people uh, um, uh, connecting with the advertiser and in any one month and like similar um, in the ways you know we use audit systems similar to what radio does tv out of home um, all of the media has an audit system what is hard for me is I'm still people feel like that's just um, physically I've got more of my audience reading online 
So whether or not they're reading through the app or they're reading through the website or they're physically getting um, a copy um, is, is quite varied. And for me, just really driving the conversation around that it's um, a news brand rather than a print brand and and that and that connection with an audience. Now, the reason in media they use radio, um, good, which is a great example, is radio has these um, real and live hosts that can really help your brand grow because they can talk about it, they can make it feel real and you can have, even though you're not with the radio um, DJ, you are feel connected, you know, you can sit in your car and you can have a good giggle along with them and that's really powerful for growing a brand. In my business of um, growing a brand, it's people are coming, choosing to connect with me each day um, to get an update on something they're interested in. So the advertiser, if you want to know about the North-South Corridor or want to know about schools or politics or local sport, you are going to come here However, you might go to news.com because you might be looking more at the Globes or um, more fashion or something else in that space. Or you might be going to Delicious because you're looking for something to entertain for your house party. So the reason my way, my connection is that people are choosing to come in and look, which is really powerful for a brand. Um, however, um, I, in South Australia, I really feel like I need to keep building the brand of what um, News Corp has to offer within the wider audience of, of why that's powerful because this market has been now dominated within the social and tech platforms, which have an absolute role to play. However, they don't have an, they don't have employees in this market and they aren't driving the bigger concern, which South Australia is very passionate about, is how we drive in our state to be better, how we drive in to be prosperous and great, how we can be in a thriving economy. And that's something that really concerns me that um, because South Australia is smaller, we do get left off the map. We don't have as many conferences or really really, um, any, you know, the minimal in the media industry. We have obviously conferences, but within media, we have less um, people coming here, which makes it harder to stay, um, you know, up to date with the latest information. So what do we need to do, Rachel? Like if you could change... What would occur? What what would it be, so that we are on the global map? I think um, I think South Australians just you know always you know staying curious, don't not 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 accepting um, this is the way it's been done. Being always open to new ideas and where it is. And I do hear you know people talking about South Australia wanting to be global, act local, but be global. But sometimes it feels like when the suggestions are made they're quickly knocked down because they're, 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 that's them and we're us, where I feel like, you know, it's a, you know, global is about bringing together lots of great ideas and being open to trying them and test them. It's also on the corporates like the News Corps here to, to keep shining and keep acting like a leader in the market. It's not up for the government to do, deliver and all these pieces. It's up for the corporates to to really ensure they're stepping up and we are delivering within this market um, the education and information and sharing within our all of our different fields, whether it be media or auto or technology or finance. It's on us as well. Do you get tired? Because now we live in a 24-7 news cycle where 
for journalists, their biggest anxiety is getting on a plane and turning their phone off because that two-hour flight, they may have had uh, a story broken by someone else that they've missed. But also, the consumers now, you talk about social media platforms, there's so much news floating around from untrustworthy sources that once it starts picking up traction on some of these social media sites, people take it as gospel. So, um, your your job is continually making sure that you are evolving and adapting. And um, I guess one of the things that I tried to do when I was in radio was not be competitor focused, but just be competitor aware. Um, you almost can't sleep and can't stop. It is. And that's like um, media is um, relentless. Um, the journalists, you know, I have the utmost respect for them. They make me laugh and cry each day. Um, and some people um, within um, different generations will say, I don't want to read the news, um, whether or not you read it on your phone or physically read it, because it can be disheartening. But I feel for a society that doesn't stay connected with what's going on with their society. I feel sad about um, the heartbreaking stories of people being hurt or um, losing their lives, and I feel... Um, the pain of that parent or that sibling and I, I'm, I'm glad to feel that because at least I care and I care, care about the community. On the opposite side, I celebrate the wins and the new draft picks or the exciting things that comes forward, the, you know, getting approval of a building and, you know, working forward. That's exciting. I, um, I do like that we're keeping the politicians in the news and they know that they are representing the people that we are going to talk about, that the journalist's job is to is to keep them and what their job is accountable. And for me, it's the role of, of journalism, and that covers lots of different channels, um, is really important. Uh, I'm just grateful on the media side that it's the great content that's getting led out of our newsroom from Gemma Jones it, that he gives me a platform for what I do, which is helping businesses grow. So we might um, flip a little bit because we've talked a fair bit about what um, you do from your professional side. Um, Given that your husband has um, originally come from South Australia and moved back, he's in the hospitality industry, um, um, setting up, so he's got a couple of cafes and and revamping some at the same time, which is really exciting. How do you, what do you guys do to to carry the work-life balance? You both seem like very busy people. What do you do to... To relax. I'm glad you use the word that we're both busy. One of us works harder than the other. Um, (laughs) Which one's that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My husband um, is in hospitality and he absolutely loves hospitality. He's obsessed with um, that industry and wants to bring more great things. He's not scared of competition. He wants to bring everyone to bring great things. It's not about just one person doing it well. It's about lots because that collective, again, creates that energy. Mm. It's not about one's better than the other and that can't be. So I think it's really important for South Australians to understand, like, together it's about, you know, that energy. The busyness um, has been hard. I'm very grateful. He's a very hands-on dad. Uh, I'm very grateful for the position, but we split everything 50-50 um, and running the house is very similar. We pay um, for support as well, um, so I can be in this role. And 
that's that's something that I was passionate about wanting to do. Um, as a female, I wanted to keep my super, getting money in my super. I want to take over the world at some point. Um, so just it, it, we, you just kind of make it work. But the lifestyle in Adelaide, and that's why, um, you know, the conversations on how we got here, you know, my lifestyle is so completely different to what I had in Sydney. And each day and even this morning... Um, you know, driving in one, you drive, you can drive to work, which is just unheard of um, in Sydney. But two, it's just the commute is so easy. Mm-hmm. And I have got the train, I've got the bus and I've got the tram and they're all easy. And I, I've got, you know, I just can't believe how easy life is here in the way of moving around. Um, so I don't feel this anxiety about the kids in daycare because I can get there pretty seamlessly. Can I ask you both a question, and you can answer it any way you like, how challenging it is being a working mum? I've had conversations with my wife about it. She works um, three days a week, and then either side of the week on a Monday and Friday, she's developing her own business. And we're talking about the other day, like, it's full on, because you we, we speak to our families about it, and my mum didn't really work when I was growing up, and it's the same as hers, but for yourself, you... As you said, you you want to develop your own brand and your own legacy that you want to leave, but you also balance that up with being a mum. Uh, obviously, it makes things a bit easier having a lifestyle outside where you're supported and, as you said, uh, the commute, which is a, a theme of this podcast, but it doesn't take away the challenges of being a working mum. So if you both could answer that, that'd be great. Well, we actually talk about it a bit, don't we, Rachel? We, we have gone to the park here and there with the kids and, you know, we like to catch up for the odd drink every now and then to talk through some of these things because we are both quite passionate about wanting to to do great things um, professionally um, and, and personally as well. Um, th- look, the struggle's real, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, you know, I think we've – well, I don't know about you, Rachel, but um, – you become really good at multitasking. If you know you've got a certain amount of time to do something, you make the absolute most of that time because you don't want to jeopardise that time with your kids later. And I guess we're in a, a society where, you know, it's not nine to five anymore. You do think I do some things sometimes as soon as I wake up. I listen to our podcasts, Jared, when I go on a run or, or something like that. Or late at night, you, you get back on and you do the things that you need to do because I guess that helps me sleep as well, knowing that I've achieved the few things that I want to get done in a day too. What about you, Rach? When Peter says achieve a few things, she means about 4,000. <laughs> um, you've never met someone that can tick off so many things in a day. Um, I'm not quite as efficient as Peter, but I do agree. Um, it is about um, being really focused on what do I need to get done and and focusing forward on doing as much as you can. Brain, um, you know, within um, female groups, they talk about, you know, the your mental load and on a female, um, it is unfortunately does you feel that a bit more. And it's not just being the mum, which is like thinking about what does the child need for the day, night, next day, but it's also as a female in the industry, we we put uh, more time, we ne- generally feel we need more time and effort into how we look but going out of the house. Um, and that could be as simple as from what your hair or makeup is to your outfit, to your handbag, to your shoes, Whereas um, most of um, the males I've met, that's fairly don't need to think. That's not even a really much of a thought. It's just dressed and out. And I can say this from the perspective of a male. It would also be very challenging to be uh, a woman in the media industry 
because that has provided challenges for lots of my colleagues. You need to have a lot of emotional intelligence and resilience as well because for so long it's been such a male-dominated industry. So I'm sure you must be really proud of your achievements to continually kick those goals as well. Um, Because I've I've said this before, like as a father of daughters, I love speaking to influential women because it's paving a pathway for my daughters to have aspirations if they choose to go into that field. So I'm sure you're pretty proud of your achievements to date. Um. Uh, yes, like I, it's nice to hear you say that and I hadn't um, really thought, I guess, too much of it uh, in that way. I feel um, in Sydney it was um, maybe a little bit more um, balanced in the um, gender equity maybe than coming into South Australia, but I haven't noticed it too, um, too much um, um, there, but it is... You know, you do want to pave the way for kids and um, people going forward. And I've come from a background where I um, there wasn't um, access to a, to a lot of things, and so for me, that drive just to create a something that's a little bit different. Um, and I guess I haven't had had too much focus, you know, noticed too much about the gender equity. But I think there are definitely pockets where I do giggle when I see a screen, and you know. It could only be that, you know, you do still see it, but it hasn't been as um, prevalent um, for me um, personally. Can you please talk us through your ideal Adelaide day? And Peter, you have to do it after this as well. You've been putting it off for too many episodes. So you both need to talk us through your ideal Adelaide day. And you're not working on this day. I mean, if work is part of your ideal day, then I was okay. like, unfortunately, if you knew me really well, you would say that my husband would say she'll start and she'll go to work. I love what I do, and I love why we do it. I really do. Um, and going into the office and seeing the team and getting excited about seeing these businesses grow and getting that feedback of, you know, they've had more bookings and sold more and done more. I get, I do get really excited by that. And also the advocacy pieces that we promote. And um, I've got to, you know, as I mentioned Gemma before, just pulling together, Gemma is able to pull together a newsroom to focus on things that we should be talking about, whether it be mental health. um, And there's a few other pieces um, coming up next year will be, you know, building a bigger, better South Australia. And it's just it's good. I get to work in that and that's, you know, so it doesn't feel like work. But if it is a day where I'm not meant to be at work, um, I, the beach would, um, I love, um, I love the beaches in South Australia. I cannot believe how, um, how calm they are and they're absolutely pristine. Uh, it's still, I'm still getting used to the sun rising, not over the water. And so the mornings are cooler down the beach than used to. Um, and it does also make me giggle in summer, you know, when it's really, really hot and it's only a foot deep. And so you you walk and you walk and you walk and then you end up, I'm just going to flop around like a bit of a whale in the shallows <laughs> to get wet <laughs> and then stand back up. So the beaches are beautiful. So that would definitely be um, part of the day. Uh, the wineries, obviously. But I think it's just the ease of going to the park of you could do the beach, the winery, the park a wine bar and probably go bungee jumping or, or something like all within, you know, a day. I've been out to the bend. That has been unbelievable. Uh, there's so many cool things to do really easily and that's probably my day is just cramming as many things in as I can. Peter, pressure's I, on. N- oh, 
Well, I like to start a Saturday morning doing park run, generally, is what I'll do. Is that a 5K run? 5K run, run, park run. You can do it in all different places around Adelaide. Um, North Adelaide's a good one, right by the Torrens. Um, I love doing park run to start the weekend. I think it's a great way to get... You know, your juices flowing and, and ready for the weekend ahead. I like to catch up for brunch after with some friends. Um, I would like to do – generally I like to do a couple of emails or just get a couple of things done, whether it's personal or business, just a bit of life admin, always good. Love to get out and about, um, go to the market sometimes on weekends, catch up with friends. Um, there's always something to do is what I find. And, and like Rachel said, you know, you can just, you know – ring someone and say, do you want to meet somewhere in half an hour? Or do you want to meet somewhere in a couple of hours' time? That's a good thing. Went to Prohibition Gin on the weekend mm-hmm. for, a, for a couple of gins, a little flight. That was amazing. And come summer as well, there's nothing better than heading down to Brighton Beach in the morning. It's amazing. Everyone talks about the beaches. They're great. Also love a winery or two. I'm not going to lie. Whereabouts can we go if we want to experience uh, the businesses that your husband works for? So we've got High Tide on Semaphore Road um, and we have got Our Boy Roy, which is currently under development and soon to be open and that's on East Avenue in Clarence Park. You've just rocked my world for a second because I live in Peterhead. So I filmed uh, like the person that provides flowers to High Tide is the uh, godmother of my youngest daughter and I filmed a little video series called Dadelaide at High Tide. Um, on Semaphore Road, which is amazing. So um, I expect a discount when I go there this week. So thank you. This has been a great chat, Peter. It has been. It has been. Um, Rachel, you're doing amazing things. Keep being you. Keep being great. And let's try and see how we can really put South Australia on the global map. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here. Um, Armand Croissant from High Tide as well is to die for. I love an Armand Croissant. And you can take your dog out the back. And just sit there and relax. So I've got There's a go green monster juice you can have. Oh, I'm going there now. Sorry. You ticked two out of three of those. I actually don't have a dog. So you can take I my might dog. Take, a, I'll take, take my a dog. Friend. Okay, no worries. <laughs> Thank All you. All my daughters. Yeah.